podcast we are back in the lab with johnny boy johnny barnacle johnny bananas aka nemo ducks johnny barnacle is in the house what's up buddy? what's up man thanks for having me always the people love you because i don't know if i told you this or not uh analytically you and i still hold the best episode well, i think awesome. our episode has the most listens of any of all of them so kind of the same thing on uh, the VNC Retriever Training Podcast, the podcast that you helped me with to submit to iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's got the most views, it's the, the most listens as well. I was looking so. at your numbers the other day because, um, you know, I can see it in the back of the host thing. You're you're on a come up right now. Man, I hope you're on so. a hot streak. I really hope so. You know, and it feels, it seems like, uh, it seems like the hunting community, the hunting community is not, I don't think they've caught on to the podcasting yet. Um, there's, I've got Podcast Addict on my phone. Um, just to kind of explore other, it a little bit. It, I don't know. It's easier for me to search stuff through there because um, you can kind of categorize your stuff into like specifically not just sports and recreation, but hunting and stuff like that. There's not that many hunting podcasts really? out there. It's not. But I'm kind of excited because I'm on the top 100 podcast right now. Killing my guest it. on the top 100. That's awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so I've much. I've been telling Nikki about that all day. I was like, about to be a star. Feel, to be... Feels crazy. Like, and I looked at it the other day and. I saw that we were sitting at like 87, and one, my favorite podcast with my favorite comedian was only three spots ahead of me, That's Bill crazy. Burrs, and I was like, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> so all I can say leading uh, with that is thank you. Thank you to everybody that listens to this podcast. Thank you for everybody that checks out Johnny Boy's podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, um, and, you know, I was saying to you, I was telling you outside earlier, um, you guys, I, you know, I knew Cam – when he first, he used to laugh at Instagram. Thought it was for little girls. That's yeah. what he did. Little girls trying to show off. Yeah. And we laughed at him. You know, me and a couple other people laughed at him. And he started putting in work. We actually had a little, remember that little Road to 500? Yeah, we had a Road to 500 everything. followers. Yeah, it was you and I. Cam beat me out by like a long shot. But, uh, you know. That was the first time I even picked Instagram up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. But, you know, and we kind of laughed at him. But Cameron's kind of. He's kind of like the picture of what hard work and dedication to a specific thing will get you. And, you know, being in the top 100, I know I was excited for him. I know he was excited. But, I mean, he's 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 been on that, that hustle. He's grinded every day. For a couple so, of years. And it's shown, dude. Congratulations. I appreciate that, brother. And you're you're coming up, right? You're right there with Uh-oh. me because your, your stuff is looking solid. So, to kick off the, the episode, i got to tell you about this dream that I had. And I'm going to see if you can interpret it at <laughs> okay. all. So you, how you play into it is when I fell into the, into the dream that I was having, I knew that somebody was coming after me. It was like the FBI, something big was coming after me and I didn't know why, but I could feel it that they were coming. So I had had like this emergency bag packed. I start putting all my guns on and I'm about to head out the door. The scene plays out to Nicole finding out that the, the police are after me. And it's and somebody, I think it was your mom, delivered her like a, a message at work that said, get back to the house and call Jonathan. But I have no idea why. Dude, it's kind of creepy because yeah. uh, um, last week, I think, I watched, uh, have you seen uh, Snowden? 
No, I haven't yet. Good movie. We want to. Super good movie, but yeah, they're after him at one point. And I w- I've been thinking about that too. There's Tao, uh, the three letter agencies keep Debs on it. And Nikki doesn't even know that like, she's like oblivious to it. You know, it's like, Nikki, if I. To all the you, stuff that's going yeah, on? Yeah, if I sent you a message right now, Nikki, that said Trump. That would be that would flag something yeah, somewhere, one hundred percent, and yeah. they would be able to read our message. And she doesn't believe. I had to show her that, you know, yeah, stuff happens. But what? yeah, it's, it's funny because that's I just watched the movie and I had like similar. I had a similar dream of being like chased by like a three letter shadowy organization. I'm like, what did I even do? I didn't even do anything. That was my thing. Is what what do you think we're being chased for? What did what did we do? It's scary. Yeah, you know, being chased just for. Illegal, uh, what was it, lime wire, frost wire yeah. back in the day? Yeah, and how bad they could trump just that up on you. But that's the, I was thinking about it, and I was like, wow. I actually got nervous. I don't remember what episode it was, but I posted it, and I was talking a lot of politics, and I was trying to really open a situation up. And after I posted that, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I should have done that. Like, <laughs> like uh, so I started getting a little nervous. I think that's where the essence of the dream came from. But that's assuming that I know anything, which yeah. I absolutely don't. But I thought it was interesting that, that I cool. my the only instruction I gave Nicole was call Jonathan. Call Jonathan. Call Jonathan. Well, Get back to the house and call Jonathan. There we go. Well, I am pretty close, and you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. I'll help you out. You know, so. So let's hear it, buddy. Which one do you want to go to? Uh, well, I mean, we're kind of talking about. I mean, we're talking about not really so much, but I can say the first one. We have a we have a problem with too many laws and not law enforcement. So where I, where my head was going on that is if you see it seems like more and more now we talked about it last time. Police are always in the limelight. Somebody's shooting somebody, knocking a kid out for while he's sitting on the curb like there's a lot of these bad videos out there right now. And I was looking at it and I'm still trying to I'm saying I support law enforcement absolutely I do. What really needs to be done? Is it do you have to vet police officers more? Do you have to have less police officers? And I was like, okay, if you vetted them harder, you would have less. What would be the drawback to having less law enforcement? Crime rate would spread, yeah. right? Yeah. But then I looked, okay, so what are crimes that absolutely need to be stopped? Murder, rape, rape, the, the serious ones. Yeah. But what if you took all the police that were bumped up at the time that they were going hard on weed and stuff? Well, guys, we got to be out there in the streets. We got to write, you know, we got to mm-hmm. get this weed off the streets. So that's a system that we have in place. But what if you made weed legal? Now you don't need as much law enforcement. Yeah, okay, true. what about the drug enforcement um, attachment unit that you have to have to any police department? Well, if we end the war on drugs, that team yeah. goes away. So that's kind of interesting because two things. One, I don't know if it still is. Uh, I'll have to, it's never confirmed, but it's always been told. If you ever drive through the little town of Dover, Tennessee, there is, it's probably, it was listed one time as like one of the worst speed traps in the world. And the rumor throughout the county was that the city police officers were secretly ordered to write X amount of tickets. They had a quota that they had to write for speeding. Uh, Dover's not a big city. It's got a McDonald's and a Sonic. It's really about it and a few, few doctor's offices. So their income... Um, they don't have a lot of income coming in. So the, the, the rumor was was that they were told to write tickets to increase revenue for the city. So if, you're do, if you were out of, let me tell you this, if you were out of state resident and you were doing 50 and a 45, guess what? You're getting a ticket. Going and and um, that was, and then another thing that uh, Cameron's asked me in, in the county election in Dover, 
that's been the main topic is appointing a uh, a new sheriff. An, either a new no well the new sheriffs are appointing drug a uh, oh, officer gotcha. dedicated just for the drug problem yeah uh, one's wanting a one's wanting a drug uh, actual officer to be a drug officer the other one the one I kind of support um, he's just wanting a dog he's just wanting a, a dog that can sniff drugs and can ride around and you know body recovery if you had to missing kids he kind of wants an all-purpose dog and yeah. that's his stance on it that's cool. You know, I agree that, um, wrong with that I think canines have a big, I'm a dog guy anyway, I think yeah. canines have a big role in that, but that's a big topic, though, is drug enforcement. And how much, like you said, how if you've got X amount of cops working on drug enforcement, but you legalized marijuana, how many of those cops could you pull now to yeah. go fight other crimes? And again, you could start treating law enforcement like it needs to be, which is when you have to get rid of people... Look at their performance. Yeah. Has this guy not done so well? Has he maybe had a few incidents? Okay, then he's one of the ones that would probably best if we weed out of mm-hmm. here. But I think that's the problem. We just have too many daggone laws. Like, I get it. There needs to be the basics, you know, watching for traffic and stuff like that. But it was so crazy to hear you tell that story of um, the police department that got decommissioned because they were trumping up tickets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they weren't. Could, no, they're not decommissioned. They're still oh, there. Oh, they're still there. Just that's. In the community, that's the rumor. Okay, so... The rumor. But it's a very easy rumor to believe gotcha. because it seems like there's a lot of tickets. I mean, I've been pulled over twice now in the city of Dover. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten tickets one of those times. Well, the reason that I brought that up is there was a little... So I lived in Columbus, Ohio. That's where I lived. But I, I was out in a little area called Galloway, still inside of Columbus. In between Galloway and there's another major kind of city there called Hilliard, they created this little subsection called New Rome. And it was only there for, I mean, it was there for most of my childhood, but New Rome had their own police department, which made no sense. There's yeah. no reason for them to have one. It was only two square blocks. Nice. And it was like a Dairy Queen. That's like Southern, like that's like Los Angeles County almost. Yeah. You know? Like there's nothing there. There was like maybe 80 houses altogether, a Dairy Queen and a yogurt shop. That's it. So there was no reason for them to just block this little area off, but they actually got decommissioned because people knew you had to, if you wanted to travel through the city, you had to go through there. Yeah. And they were writing so many tickets, and it was the same thing. They were like, they've got to to fill some quota to feed the state or something. They decommissioned them. They're gone now. Yeah, they're still, uh, Dover's still there. Believe me, I got a couple of friends that work down there at the police department. I haven't really, I'm not going to ask them. I'm not going to say, hey, you get, you get work. Um, uh, but you know, I still, but they all say no. Yeah, they'll say no. Yeah. I don't, you know, if you're gonna lie to me, whatever. Yeah. Matter, I mean, I just won't ask the question. Can't control it. But that. um, yeah, and another thing too, on that, um, I've been watching. It's on Netflix. If you guys have watched it, Narcos. I've never seen it. So it's about Pablo Escobar, yeah, like the which, cocaine stuff, and you know, it's so funny though, because like cocaine. I'm not a, not a doctor, but I've worked ten years in EMS and in the in the ER, the hospital, and stuff like that, and. Uh, you know, like xylocaine and lidocaine, that's derived. You know, cane at the same, end. It's same you know, um, but I was talking about cocaine and like you know, it's it's crazy because that Pablo Escobar at one point was like making sixty million dollars a day in drug trades. I'm just like that is insane. But that was cocaine. But they were talking about how in the early '80s, a big bust for the DEA was a like a freaking kilo of, or whatever of marijuana. But then when Pablo Escobar comes on the scene, they pretty much said, screw marijuana, yeah. we're trying to fight cocaine Co- now. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. And I think 
I think that needs to be the play now. We kind of need to worry less about marijuana, more worry about, I think, prescription drugs, I think, is the most abuse thing one, right now. Yeah. Um, or I heroin. Mean, heck, Stuff I can like even heroin. argue cocaine in moderation. I mean... It was used it, as a medicinal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was what used to like numb teeth and yeah. kill pain during surgery I and could, shit. Like, I could, I could argue the notion of having a little bit of cocaine. But um, another thing too that kind of gets me is, I was thinking on the way up here, just the crazy bullshit. Excuse my language. Loopholes that criminals get in the legal system. So if you killed somebody, and I witnessed you, and like a hundred people witnessed you kill somebody. And the cop out of cold blood, and the cop didn't read you Miranda rights. Guess what, buddy? That used to be that you were free. Yeah. Not anymore. No. No, they got rid of that. No. Yeah. You can. You can. You have to read someone their Miranda rights. But if you don't, if a you're police still... officer can't or whatever, you're still under arrest. Okay. It was still. There's but still you're loopholes. Correct. Though. Yeah. There's still loopholes. Yeah. People pull the insanity card. People pull. You the know, insanity card gets played a lot. The you know the crazy card. One of my favorite ones. Have you seen Train Today? Yes. Where he I'm talks about that guy that puts peanut butter in his butt. Here. Yeah, he puts peanut butter in his butt crack and then licks it, you know, and just to get out. But yeah, I think the I think the loopholes, their lawyers I mean, me and you've been in child custody cases. Yeah. Um, the lawyer that I was fighting against years ago was spitting out cases like from like the early nineties. Well, your honor in Smith versus Texas or in Crawford versus Smith, this happened. And that's how they do it. They play like there's these loopholes or these examples that have happened, and it gets criminals off. It gets the bad criminals off or lesser time. Yeah. So I figured if you tighten and then the up, good guy gets screwed. Exactly. When he so you know, along with maybe let I say less laws, especially when it comes to like the drug stuff, and maybe stricter punishment or no BS punishment. I think with things like heroin, you've got to. Yeah. I think heroin is where. It had some sort of medicinal purpose. People, yeah. as they will, learned how to alter it and make it do other things. But the the issue with heroin is it's not a medicinal use. Um, no. It, it can be, from my understanding, but in a very, very, very controlled setting. And I think that's a lot of the problem. We have a lot of situations that are structured, need to be kind of structured, but they shouldn't be illegal. Yeah. I agree. I'm an advocate for marijuana and CBD and everything that it has. I still don't think you should be able to do it and drive a car. Yeah. It's just not a good idea. So I think people just need to use common sense. Now there's, I'm sure that there's people who uh, consume marijuana and they're like, well, I drive all the time and I'm perfectly fine. Sure, but let's look at it this way. If the bigger argument is what's going to keep people safe while allowing you to medicate the way you choose to, you can't give up driving on it. So I'm not, I'm not familiar with like California and like Colorado. What's there? Do they have like a DUI policy for marijuana? I don't know. That's I would be uneducated on that one. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that they do because you have to be 21 to buy it. Yeah. You have to get it from a medical doctor. So maybe they just treat it like a prescription. Maybe. Where it'd be the same as being under the influence of yeah, and I mean that Adderall or something like yeah, I don't even know how you would even because like you know here you can do the blow test you know for and, alcohol for alcohol yeah, but I don't think you can do that with marijuana symptoms it's the only yeah. thing but I mean hell you could have red eyes because you're tired seasonal allergies yeah, or something like that, yeah. and there, that's see what I'm saying like that's how quick it would all build up where if you just left it alone and I think people would 
that's the problem. People would have to start taking responsibility for their actions mm-hmm. instead of being where it's illegal, but you can still get away with it and not yeah. get caught. But if the thing is, if marijuana is legal and you still choose to drive and you hurt someone, now you're in trouble oh, just yeah. because you're irresponsible. Yep. Not because of the way that you chose to medicate at home. You were just irresponsible with that's it. That's like here. You know, if you... Uh... They're still gonna get. They'll still get you for DUI if you're doped up on like uh, yeah. Nyquil. Yeah. Guess what? Sucks to yep. suck, but you're going. My dad. One of the only time my dad said he was ever arrested was um, something serious happened with my sister Jennifer, and she took off or something. And my dad was super sick. He had walking pneumonia, and he had to hurry up and get to her. Well, he had taken Nyquil to kind of like yeah. balance him out because he was really really sick, and it was in the middle of the night. They pulled him over and tried to give him a DUI oh, yeah. because he was sick. Michael's got alcohol in it. Yeah. As well as decongestants and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and that's how I was like, shit. And the other biggest part is that with things like marijuana now, it's illegal mm-hmm. in most states. Well, I should reverse that. It's medicinally. Medicinally, added. yeah. You still can't. Most people are not allowed to have it with them in yeah. most other states. Um, but now CBD is completely legal. Yes. And All 50 states. Yes, and you can... I have CBD in my home. If YouTube is watching, they can see it, and it looks the same as marijuana. Yeah. It smells the same when burnt. It, it does everything the same, except you don't get a psychoactive effect from it. And I asked one of my police officer buddies, and I said, so how do you guys decipher? What makes you pull him over if he's driving down the street smoking this? Yeah. Which, I'm a CBD advocate. I still don't, I don't say you should do that. Um, only because, and we're going to transition here a little bit, CBD has no psychoactive effect. It's not going to make you high. Yeah. A point that I made or something that I pointed out and I put it on Twitter was it may not give you the psychoactive effect of marijuana, but would it not be considered euphoria of some type if you're constantly living with anxiety, constantly living with chronic pain and stuff like that? You smoke CBD, and now that's relieved. Mm-hmm. I truly think that would be a sincere form of euphoria. Yeah. So it may alter your judgment a little yeah. bit. So it's probably best that you do that within the confines of your home. Um, and that's really the only thing I was... And, you know, and you may not feel anything. Like, you may not feel the high effect, but what you kind of got to look at, too, I think, is, well, what's your reaction time? Does it slow your reaction it does. time any? Yeah. You know, um... Like if because some, you're if not a kid on high alert. Out, yeah, if if kid ran out front of you, are you gonna be able to stop like that, yeah. or are you gonna just run the kid over because yeah. you're you're slow? And I agree, totally agree. I think you should treat. Um, I think you should treat it just like you know. Well, I don't know CBD. I don't know. I feel I feel like you should treat legit straight up marijuana like alcohol. I agree. Same laws. Yep. CBD though. Uh, I think it is like it is now. Yeah. You just leave it alone. Yeah. Don't mess with it. I think you know yourself. So, like, I personally know that I I use the product to relax, de-stress, you know, whatever. If I absolutely had to, like my dad did, he had to jump in the car and take off. Could I do that? Yes, I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because m- my body would alter. Yeah. I would now be having adrenaline, stuff mm-hmm. like that. My body yeah, all would that change. stuff would get replaced. But I'm still not intoxicated. Yeah. So... I think that's kind of the fine line where if, as long as people just use good judgment with it, I think it's all going to be okay. Man, I tell you what, uh, you know, uh, I still don't understand. And it's, it, you know, I know deep down it's it's got to deal with money, taxation, 
good old boy, the stigma, the, the, stig- the stigma, stuff like that. However, though, how are you going to sit there? We're not going to talk about alcohol. Screw alcohol. Forget it. Let's talk about actual growing stuff. You know, sit there, which granted in Dover, so 10 years ago in, in Dover or Indian Mouth, Stewart County, mm-hmm. you just saw 9 out of 10 farms tobacco. Now, though, they've been bought out for corn and uh, soybeans and stuff like that. However, you still see tobacco fields. There's tobacco fields all over the South and I, I guess other places too. How are you going to sit there and allow people to grow tobacco? That is known. I can name you every every organ system in your body. Tobacco tobacco affects yeah. in a negative way. Yeah, you can sit there and let them grow tobacco. But not it may not kill you in a day, but it's gonna kill you in twenty years. It's gonna years get from you now. eventually. It'll eventually get you. It'll clog your arteries up. It'll get cancer or something. You can sit there and let that, but you can't let somebody grow marijuana. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Especially when medical or you know marijuana has so many different uses. It's like one of the strongest fabrics uh, when made into a fabric, like hemp. Yeah, is one of the strongest fabrics. Yeah, Dad's got a few um, uh, hemp-based flip flops. Yeah, that he's had for like years. Yeah, and they're, it's you insane. Know? So that I think that again, the awakening's there, and we're getting there. I just think the biggest problem is when given an inch, we need to not take a mile as as people. Yeah, if they legalize Playing marijuana, chess, yeah, if if they legalize marijuana, guys, be cool. Yeah, don't go out driving and doing dumb shit. And don't, you know, just be responsible with it and let's not turn it into alcohol. Because yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah, alcohol probably not a bad stigma. No, yeah, but alcohol probably started as use it. It makes you feel better. There's even some medical advantages yeah. to small amounts. But then what do people do? They want more, they want more, they want more. Now you're, you're eased a little too much. You go out in public, you hurt somebody. Yeah. Now there's a stigma yep. because somebody's then, family got hurt. You ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and that's where somebody like me, I know that I don't have that off switch. If yeah. I drink one thing of alcohol, I'm going to drink 38 of them, and then I'm not going to give a shit, and I'm going to go drive. Yeah. So I don't do it anymore. Well, uh, you know, and I was telling you out there, too, as far as kind of getting back to the CBD thing. Guys, you got to be, um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a CBD user... Um, I'm not trying to get into sponsorships, but this company that Cam Spot is is got you know some dealings with um, the Forest Hemp Co. Uh, he's letting me try some of that. I feel a difference now. I was telling him though, CBD. I asked him, CBD. I don't think it's officially regulated by the FDA, so right. I don't think they go through federal drug testing as far as you got to have this much CBD. So like me, I got some locally grown CBD stuff or made CBD and didn't feel a thing. Yeah, not a. There's thing. different levels to it. Um, and I was at like a medium low dose level, but still I feel, I feel like I'd, I don't drink a lot. I don't take a lot of meds. So I feel like I would get a little something. No, nothing. Um, with this, but so then I get a higher quality stuff or a reputable <coughs> company and it's better. So guys, if you're a CBD user, um, do your research. You don't yeah. have to do a specific brand, but just make sure you get a reputable brand because, yeah. Don't just go off the freaking street like I did, pretty much. Yeah, that's the problem. Is it's such a new industry, you're gonna have your turds that come in and sell lesser than quality stuff. Um, but then you got the guys who are established; they've been in it for a while. That's what I always say. So Forest Temco, I think it says a lot about them that the first thing they ask you to do is try a free sample. Yeah, they're not asking you to buy shit. They're saying, "Here, I'm gonna give you this one for free. We've got them right here. Um, I don't know if you want another one or not." We've got one of the edibles, and okay, so you try it. You find out it works. This is good stuff. This isn't just a shithole company selling 
canola oil yeah. with a weird smell to it. Like I think that that's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of people, but it, you have the extremes on the other side too. You have people that are probably selling marijuana as CBD. Yeah. So you're probably having yeah that. you're having both. Just try it, but use again. Just use your own brain. I saw you had a couple of people comment on your Instagram that had said something about. It worked for them, or they yeah. why they discovered. And I've heard people that, that says it does nothing for them. Yeah. So even to the people that if you if it's done nothing for you, tr- maybe try another company. Um, there's a lot of people that I know are looking for different things, and that when it comes to CBD, it's the same as marijuana. The strand that you get, or the strand that it was derived from, really makes a difference. If you get a sativa. Um, strand you're going to be more energetic where if you get an indica brand or strand you're going to be more relaxed chill yeah so there's healing in all forms you just have to know what works for you you have to um you just have to do your research that's it that's the most long and drawn out way i can say to do your daggone research but i can tell you forest temco works their edibles work their pens work uh mine just died because i was smoking it while we were sitting here talking I think Johnny Boy can yeah, attest that I am. It's a different, a whole lot better than than the company I used. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm definitely feeling more relaxed, and you know, it's not going to stone you out. It's just, it's going to take some, going to take some bricks off your shoulders if you got some. Bricks, For sure. Yeah. That's that, when you said that outside. That's the best way I've ever heard and it I described. Don't, and you know, I don't. You know, when I got into CBD, my main thing was getting me through a stressful day, and I got to where I was taking. I'm kind of like you in the sense of medicine. Uh, I take I take one prescription pill a day, but um, as far as Tylenol, ibuprofen, I try to hold out. I try to drink water, maybe get some caffeine in me, something to relieve a headache before I go to the medicine. But I got to where I was taking like a lot of Tylenol, some ibuprofen. I was like, all right, let me try CBD, you know. Yeah. And uh, that first that first one, nah, didn't work out for me. I'm sorry. Well, and here's the other thing that I wanted to touch on when it comes to CBD. I got a little disappointed with myself the other day um, because I was about to go somewhere and my immediate reaction was to go roll up a, a CBD blunt real quick. And I was like, damn, like this is where I'm at now where I'm, I've got to do it just to go out into public. But then I realized the difference is when I do it and go out into public, I'm not intoxicated like I was when yeah. I used to have to drink to go out. I'm... My anxiety is gone. It's relieved. So all I really did was medicate. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I didn't like, wow, I need this just to feel normal. It's like, but anxiety is making you feel people, not normal. People take Xanax and buy yeah. stuff all the time to go on public. Yeah. And that's and that's so. how I was like, wow, okay. So I, I guess it was a come, I guess come as you are kind of moment for me is I was like, it's okay yeah. to not be perfect in every situation and to need something. Yeah, everybody's got their... Um, you know, case in point. Mine is um, eating in public and getting my hair cut. I don't know why. I love getting my hair cut. You do? Yeah. Dude, I will lose my like shit in a, in a chair. I go to a local barber and it's kind of like a, like an old school kind of deal. And I just love, I just like listening to the old folks chat. Like the, the old people that go in there. Yeah. Hair, I just like listening to see what they have to like. Am I going to be like this when I get I make it to 67 years old, I'm not going to be like this. Yeah, I don't know if it's the thing around my neck or how close they are to your face. Now, some of those, yeah. Because I just go to sports clips. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and they're, you know, they, I know they want you to buy the shampoo upgrade and stuff. Like, all this stuff is just going through my mind, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. Have you got the MVP yet? Yeah. 
MVP on ice. I've heard I've heard that on ESPN Radio in the morning. I haven't done the on ice one. I've done the hot one with yeah. the towel. Is it good? It's nice, yeah. But again, it's it's nice if I smoke my CBD and then go. It's gotcha. the best. But if I don't and then I go in there and I, I think I'm having a panic attack. Gotcha. It's pretty miserable. Um, Let's talk about Charlemagne. I know it's a big oh, one. I know it's it. it's the big one. Charlemagne the God is what they call him, and I hate even uttering that word um, with his name anywhere close to it. But so for those of you who don't know who Charlemagne is, Charlemagne is like a, me four hours ago. Yeah, he didn't know who Charlemagne was, but I didn't really expect him to. You don't run in the Breakfast I'm, Club I'm type shelter. circles. Yeah. yeah. So I I used to love the Breakfast Club, but I've always hated Charlemagne, and it's because I just think Charlemagne's a race baiting jackass who says things and makes people feel uncomfortable and that's kind of what he's known for when guests come on the breakfast club they know that charlamagne's gonna grill them and ask them the stuff that they don't want him to that's just his shtick but recently charlamagne got himself in a little bit of hot water because somebody put it on blast an old episode that he recorded um, of the breakfast club and i think you could tell it was quite a few years ago but charlamagne starts telling a story and he's talking about how he got this girl really drunk and he gave her some drug. And I don't remember what he called uh, it. Man, I, he put something in her he drink. He brought it out a sex store, he said. Yeah. Um, it was essentially a roofie. And he yeah. put it in her drink and didn't tell her. And then got her insanely drunk, took her back upstairs. He knew she was unconscious, um, you know, had intercourse with her anyway. And then he's telling this story back and he's laughing and he's acting like he's just the kingpin of the world and how funny it was and he had some of his boys come in and watch and it was just a yes, lot of really really messed up stuff that he was talking about and i'm like that's rape yeah. you raped that woman yeah 100 and then not only that you could have almost put it as a distribution you you invited people to watch yeah and just because he ended yeah, he up... he said he had some of his boys come in and want to run a train on yeah him. I'm like, oh, yeah and he what? decided not to let him do that but it, the oh, fact of the matter is, one, the second you drop something into her drink that she wasn't asking yeah, for is wrong. That's 100% wrong. Yeah, if you can pull I'm up the audio, we'll play it. Okay, yeah, I can definitely play her all. Yeah, pull up. the audio up to him saying it. And that's the thing is, okay, hashtag me too. Where in the fuck are you guys at on this one? And nobody's paying attention to it. They'd rather listen to what Chris Hardwick said a week ago about how he's afraid to date now because of the Me Too movement. Dude, and oh, he, yeah. he, it was Henry Carville or something like that, and it's like he didn't mean anything malicious by that. He's just saying, "I'm a man, and I'm scared to be around." Here you go. We're gonna. This is the Char Charlemagne issue. Just that sentence sounds a little fishy. I, I, I not, got her drunk. I, 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 I didn't just get her drunk. I remember going. I, I went to the sex store and got Spanish fly. Spanish fly. Oh, so you raped Shut up. <laughs> so you raped They sell it in the sex store. I'm, I'm telling the truth. They, they spell it in the Spanish store. I had to fucking. I had to fucking. Spend. They sell I mean, knives they sell in the sex store. store too. You could put that to a girl's throat in the sex store. So I put the Spanish fly in the ENJ. We drinking the ENJ and shit. So in my mind, I don't know if this shit really worked, but I felt like I got horny as a motherfucker too. <laughs> so, she so, so she was drunk and shit and we had sex and shit and like a lot of my boys was trying to come in the room and fuck her i'm like nah chill out i can't i'm not doing that and i'm like let you run a train on it that's right yeah. okay so, right? but giving so, her a drug tonight it's just one-on-one -on -one, it ain't right yeah so the next trains are right so the next morning she wakes up the next morning she wakes up and um we talk about it and she's like what happened 
She had no idea what happened. She said, okay, well, I'm glad it was you. Then a couple days later, she's like, yo, are you sure I only had sex with you? (laughs) One of my stupid-ass cousins was going around saying he fucked her, which he didn't. I I know for a fact he didn't. I was dead the whole time. He did not fuck her. He looked at her naked, but he See, didn't that's fuck so, her. Right? That's so, so shitty, though. Yeah. So, Sorry, Paul. So, I know that's just terrible, man. I'm telling I think her, this is way no, beyond that. Me and you just had sex. Nobody else did nothing. So it just was weird that she was like, well, I'm just glad it was you. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you could have been in a Dude, real that's Because you didn't. But and he was about to say, you could have been in a real bad situation. She was in a real bad situation. Yeah. You drugged her, got her drunk, and raped her. That's the worst situation she could be in. Yeah, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was telling Cameron outside, I've never once had to get a girl drunk or not or roofier to have sex. No. Now I may have went home that night alone because sure. I didn't do it. Sure. But I've never had to. I've never had. That's ridiculous. That was never a. Dude. That was never a thing. Even yeah, I mean, in, think about it. I mean, people know what my history was. I've spent a ton of time in bars late at night you they should have paid me for the amount of time i was there yeah i've seen just about everything in the world there are two people that will drink and decide that they're going home together whatever that's that's a bad decision on both parts but i've never once ever seen it work out when a dude is intentionally pumping drinks yeah, that, into a okay, woman yeah, and that's and, sh- and he doesn't look like a massive I'm, dick i'm glad you because that kind of sounded bad. Like I've never got a girl got, got a girl drunk. No, no, no it's like we've you all said, been consenting pumping, adults drink, yeah, pumping, pumping a girl, and like maybe you not doing as much like that. Right, yeah, it's just so. Or and especially if you do that and then put something else in her drink. Yeah. That's I don't know what's. I'm gonna look Spanish fly up. I yeah, I would tread carefully too. on that one. Um, you get yourself put on one of those lists. We were talking <laughs> about. start watching this. Um. But yeah, that's just, I couldn't believe it. And then now they're clearing him of all rape charges because he ended up marrying this woman. And they're just saying, yeah, our first date was just a little weird. It's like, mm, no, yeah, yeah. that's not how that works. And and yet this guy is still, I'm sure, I don't know how big the Breakfast Club is anymore, but and they, he still has a job. I even tweeted that the dude, DJ Envy, is the host. And I was like, DJ Envy, fire his ass. Yeah, that's rape. You yep. and you are openly now allowing this guy to walk around and go, yeah, but I'm famous now. I, we got married. I do what I want. And All the, the while, he's probably. T- I guarantee, if I turn on the most recent thing of the Breakfast Club, he's probably sitting there trashing someone. Dude, and that's the thing is that you know, it's one thing to do it. Okay, it's, it's the a, worst thing. It's the worst thing to do. It, yeah, it's even bad. It's even worse on my mind. To just joke about it and laugh it off. Like it's nothing. Casually. Yeah. Cause like you, me and you talking. It's ridiculous, dude. Like It's like you have no respect for her. You know? Um, well, he doesn't, yeah. obviously. And, and he's been in trouble with cheating on her multiple times. Which is his wife. I mean, he, he Charlamagne is just not a good person. Yeah. So the thing is, he has this platform now... The Breakfast Club, all these young kids listen to it. People love it because it's got the hottest names and rap music on it. But then you've got this dickhead that's filling them up with all this hate and division and racism and all this stuff. Why in the world, other than that, DJ Envy and um, Angela Yee, they're great. Yeah. They're amazing. They don't need Charlemagne. No. So, so for that, and I don't know how much you've ever listened to it, but they have a podcast and everything. If you listen to it, it's an amazing show. Except his stupid ass. But yet, his antics always get them, you know, big ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's why they keep him around. Yeah. But 
this is your time now to show the entertainment industry, if that's really your goal, hey, we're not going to put up with this shit. I don't care that he's famous. I don't care that he's this. He can't do things like that. Stop supporting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the easiest way. That's. Don't let him get away with it. Yes, he seemingly got off the hook in Hollywood and, and by law and he's still on the show. Don't let him get away with it. Take him down and take the people that support and him down. You know, down. the thing about it, though, is that not... You don't need a hashtag for I'm that. not getting political in this in this podcast. We got political last we'll podcast. Well, yeah. Um, we might be over but that. But, dude, there, people are wor- more worried about stuff that, like, Donald Trump did. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yep. Or that... Who was that one guy that Trump was hanging out that... Um, had, like, locker room talk, remember all that stuff? Oh, he yeah, said some yeah. really kind of... Yeah crappy things which again i've never said in a serious in a locker room ever um yeah you know i've been in plenty never never um, said that and that's the thing there's like no if you're gonna that's the thing i've wanted to keep across the board and you know um granted i think that everybody on earth is created on an equal platform nobody i don't think is mentally physically nobody's better i don't think anybody's better than anybody else how people have worked harder to get in better, I guess, fame, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like that. But you've got people that people, quote-unquote, idolize. Entertainment industry, athletes, your, uh, athletes, your politics. Some people do, uh, you know. Social media. Like, social media. Now. These people, everybody needs to be held to a standard, but you kind of expect more out of these people to do the right thing and stuff yeah. like that. And like you said, you know, if it's a young, like a young up-and-coming kid, teenager, Listen to this. What's he gonna think? Yeah. He's gonna think that, or she's gonna think that this is now socially acceptable. Sure. And we're gonna the next after prom, I'm gonna drug this girl. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it because be Charlemagne did it. Yep. So I think you know you've got to hold these people to higher standards. You just need to hold them accountable. Accountable. If yeah. you're gonna put whether you're gonna put a spotlight on somebody or not, you should be held to the same standard. You don't get to do things to people without their permission. And like, dude, whether, was he famous you, in? Yeah. Okay, so dude, why do you even have to? Yeah. If you're famous, why are you having to get people That's just, drunk? He, he probably, and this is, I'm guaranteeing that I can assume this correctly, he got some fame, thought that he was above the rules, he was going to have fun now with this, he's got the money, he can yeah. go blow it on a Spanish fly or whatever the hell he called it, and it means nothing to him. He's on top of the world, he's untouchable. But until somebody goes, your career is over. He is untouchable until somebody says that. Yeah, because... Obviously, you don't deserve to have the fandom that you have. You don't deserve to have a spotlight put on you. Yep. You're not a good person. Therefore, your career is over. Go be all these. And if you look, he's just one of the most judgmental people in the world. He would have to go back to cooking fries at McDonald's. Yeah. Because he has no other talent than just being a <laughs> dick. So it, so he would, he'd be totally screwed. But that's what he deserves. But I that's agree, the way though, that he thinks, and that's what he wants to contribute to the world. I do agree, though, that like his his fellow co-hosts... They're um, going to be equally as equally need, responsible as he will. They need to... It doesn't need to come from anybody, I think. Ex, like I think it'd be stronger if it came from his co-hosts or his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if some stranger came and said, call me a dick, I wouldn't really feel that bad. However, though, if it came from, like, a family member or, like, you or somebody like that, a close friend, hey, man, you're being a dick, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, no. I would feel it more from you or a fellow co-host, you know, a, a friend than versus some stranger, you know. So yeah. people can tweet him all he wants to. He's not going to listen until, like you said, somebody stands up to him and says, look, your career's over, dude. It sucks to suck, you know. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> 
But again, we won't do that. And I'm going to be very honest here, and this might be political. You're not going to do that because he's always spewing stuff about being a strong black man, which I don't know DJ Envy's um, background. I, I think he's mixed or something like that. That is a strong man. That's not doing shit to people that he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the race, and that's immediately what he'll turn it to. Especially if for some reason he ever heard this clickbait, uh, click part about, or the soundbite of us talking about him, he would say, two white boys from Tennessee hate me because I'm black. Yeah. It has nothing to do with no, that. No, and you know, uh, man. But that's just because I know how Charlemagne responds oh, yeah. to things. That's not even just a typical thing that most people would say. I just know that's something he would say. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to say, um, you know, uh, it's not a race thing because every race, I think, just has shitty people. Yes. And, you know, the white people, we like, can I always, live in I can Redneck admit. City, the hillbillies and the rednecks down there that give us that term cracker, you know what I mean? They, they're just, there's terrible. Harvey Weinstein. You know, yeah. He's a shithole so, of a guy. Um, and, He's you know, equally, to me, right there with Charlemagne. But, you know, you can't have, uh, but, you know, uh, I will say, and... There is race racism still, you know, but I think it's on both ends. It's probably more prominent with the black community as far as being oppressed. But, you know, uh, you just I mean just like look at Martin Luther King Jr. Look at some of you know President Obama. I mean, they've people have made it's it's about the choices you make. Yes. It doesn't matter your color. It's about your choices you make. There are really highly doesn't successful depend, people of all races. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter where you live. I think shitty people are just shitty people regardless of a, a border state. Yes. I don't think it's just in the South. I don't think it's more prominent anywhere. I think it's just if you have a shitty person, but they're not the majority of that area. I don't think all people from Alabama are redneck racists. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of very nice, you know, there's probably oh, yeah. more of that. Yeah. But that's what you think of when you go to places like that. And I think that's kind of the problem with the world is we let the dumb people be louder in every yes. community. Yep. We let people who are less intelligent, we let people who are maybe a little mentally unstable in some areas, we let them be the spokesperson for some ridiculous reason. I don't know I think it is. really just boils down. I don't, think, I don't think at the end the majority of people care about race. No. I think it's just wanting to be treated with respect. That's it. Everybody. And, that's, and everybody just want you know. Um, I don't want to be more important than you. I just don't want to be less. You know, yeah. Shake hands with a guy, look him in the eye, don't diss him. You know, like it. it's just simple stuff, and I think that's just not being uh, portrayed anymore. Yeah. And that's all it is, you know. And I, I think that again, I, my goal, a part of the goal of this podcast, is to make that voice louder than the stupid one. Yeah. Everybody, everything's going okay. People are getting along all right. It's, mm -hmm. it's only the very crazy outlandish things it's not guns it's not drugs it's not race it's just people you just have to know how to i guess you have to know how to deal with people dude matt spot i'm sorry if you're out there but i'm gonna say it it's like that luke bryan song uh most people are good or whatever that's a that's a pretty legit true song Does he not like that song? he hates luke bryan he, he tagged me a thing on facebook said uh how to, the proper way to listen to luke bryan and to do like destroying the CDs and stuff like that. He always takes... It's funny. I laugh at him. He's, uh, but it's it's true, though. Um, most people are good in the world. Yes. Now, there is evil out there. We'll yes. say that. But 100%. most people are good. But I think people, evil is just evil. Evil doesn't look like a certain thing. It doesn't have a face to it. It doesn't have a... I think evil is just there. I tell... You know, I tell you what. I tell my kids this. Uh, my, 
you know, Jackson and uh, Allie, they're old enough to kind of understand it, but um, if I ever saw them or heard of them bullying a kid, I would beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Just because, um, A, it's not right, it's crappy, you, bullying is just terrible. But another thing, too, and I tell them try to be nice to everybody, because if Cameron was up, if you, like, if you were about, if he was an evil person or something like that, and I you know, just I'm said, good. yeah, and if you just came up to him and said, hey, man, how's your day going? You know, and you legitimately cared, or even acted like you cared. Yeah, How do you know that it. didn't change him yeah. for that day? To say, you know what, at least somebody in this world. And that's what I've always, I've kind of got discouraged on the podcast because, you know, maybe one podcast only got like eight views. Yeah. But I'm kind of getting on track here. But it's the point of eight people took time out of their day to listen to my podcast. Yes. And that's a positive. Thank you for doing that, you know. So it doesn't matter. Just a simple hello, how you doing, can change somebody for the better, you know? And I feel like we're failing in that area. We're yeah. not treating our kids, we're not making them, when they walk through a restaurant, keep their head up out of a tablet, out of a phone. Mm-hmm. We guide them. Yep. No, pull your head up, look around the room. When you make eye contact with someone, say, hello, how are you? Yep. It doesn't matter what they look like. You say, hello, how are you? You speak to people when they are... Hold making... the door open for people? Yeah, it's not that hard, but instead of... If you don't open the door for your kid, now they start screaming and yelling. Now you got to oh, give yeah. them an iPad just to get them to sit yeah. down quietly. What? That's a failure as a parent. Yeah, you can't do like that. I, I hear that. That's sometimes I've had. I'm guilty of it with Eli and this, this little tablet thing. You know, it's what, it's hard. It what is starts hard. as a ba- quote unquote babysitter. You're getting it because you're tied up with something. Um, like you know, I told you that Nikki was deep in a nursing school and I was at work. You know and we just give him a tablet to kind of keep him occupied while Nikki knocked out some homework. We'll yeah. go into an addiction, and I'm fighting that right now with my son. It's that, terrible. and it, it's just tough because, especially at the age that they start getting those tablets, two, three, four, they can understand that that's entertaining to them, but you can't really explain anything to that age group yet. Correct. They're not yeah. able to comprehend it, so... If I'm trying to, and I've talked about it in one of the past podcasts, if I'm trying to talk to you, okay, why are you upset? Tell me what's, but if she can't communicate that back to me, I'm just talking to a wall. Yeah. So for a short amount of time. Communication's two way. Yeah. Yeah. So for a short amount of time, you have to kind of do what works. I guess it's just, they can't be solely taught by the tablets. They can't be solely entertained. They need to know what it's like to communicate with other kids and stuff like that. And I think... We fail in that area. You see a lot less sleepovers and parties mm-hmm. and stuff. You see a lot more kids on tablets. Online gaming, yeah. Fortnite, all this crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, kids have computers Minecraft, and stuff yeah. at young ages now. Yeah. I know we sound like two really, really old dudes. I know. We I'm, sound, not, I'm under 30. We're under 30, I promise. The, um, uh, yeah, the internet's only been around 10, know, 15 years. And, and you know, I think too, and I'm not trying to get off topic here, but no, please, I think go. too that... There's too many parents trying to be their kid's best friend. Yes. And you're not a best friend. You're a no. parent. Um, you're not, I mean, with Eli, I, you know, don't want to be his best friend. I want to be his dad. Yeah. Now, do it. does that mean I don't want him to come to me when he needs me? No, it's about being a father. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, I'm going to tell him no. I'm going to give him some hard, dis- some discipline, you know, because I'm not his best friend. I'm his dad. And, like, you have a... You have a. I think most parents though just want to be there. They don't want to piss their kids off, and this is. Most, they don't want to piss them off because they don't want to hear them. Exactly that, and coming case in point, like in kind of our situation, single dads—not single dads, but um, dads 
separated separated families. You know, you have a lot of parents, quote unquote, trying to bribe. Yeah. Their other kid. Yeah, you get that a lot. Um, to want to stay over there more. Versus, and that's a big problem. Like I sometimes feel like Allie will eventually. Um, I feel like I discipline Allie more than my ex does. So she'll want to stay with her. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty strict on. I'm I'm strict on my kids and. and I'm not speaking to Allie's mom, but I know in my own personal situation, when my daughter talks to me, and I don't again, I don't know if this is what's happening, I know that there's enough talk about me when I'm not on the phone or when I'm not around that's on purpose to manipulate the way my daughter sees me. Gotcha. Because yeah. when we're on the phone, or when her and I are together, it's daddy this, daddy that. When we're on the FaceTime and her mother's close... She looks up, looks back at me, and Ooh. calls me Cam. Oh, because she what? knows she's supposed to. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that that's the stuff that really... Now, that has since started to work itself out. I Every time it happens, I correct Taya, and then I send a message to her mom and go, I don't appreciate that. I'm acknowledging the fact that she looked at you to check for clearance, didn't get it, so called me by my government yeah. name. I don't appreciate it, and I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah, that's... But I can't, I may be able to control that, you know, right? So now her mom works, she doesn't make her call me Cam anymore. Yeah, that's good. But it's been ingrained for so long, occasionally she does, but I can see the difference that something changed. I also can't control what's said about me when I'm not there. That's true, yeah. So, and, and I know that that's happening. I know that people talk badly about me in those circles. I had always just hoped that when I made the split, she would at least be mature enough to know that that's the worst thing you could do to yeah. a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I think I'm blessed on that part because I don't, I don't think that's going on over there. I, you know, Nikki and I have a pretty. Um, when Allie comes over the house, you know, if if Allie wants to tell me about something that happened over her mom's, like they went to the water park or they went swimming or something like but that. But you don't interrogate. I don't her. care. Okay, yeah, I don't interrogate her. Yeah. And for the most part, you know, um, it, we don't have any problems. But yeah, it's but you know, it sometimes seems like. Um, it's been like a competition. Like Nikki, Nikki gets upset because you know um, uh, my ex's uh, family is kind of well off per se. Yeah. So they can take like four or five minus. trips a year. Yeah, it's a minus. Um, we kind of don't. We take about maybe one trip a year. Like our trip this year was two and a half hours to Chattanooga. You know. Um, yeah. We didn't go to Disneyland. We right. didn't go on a cruise. And we and Nikki kind of feels bad sometimes. She's like, man, I wish we could take the kids here. And I'm like, no. I think that, like, Allie and Jackson, I don't think, um, I think they had just as good a time in the mountains than they did on a cruise, you know? Right. Um, Most of the time, stuff like that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And and that was the other thing. A tall tale sign of what's being said about you when you're not there is going to come from the grandparent. It it would be Allie's grandma and grandpa on that side. That's where you're going to really find out because old people, they just want to talk about shit. Yeah, and that's what they'll say around their grandparents is what's really being funneled through the entire system as a whole. I got you. I've seen that a lot, especially when they're well off. Okay, Um, because they look into that. I'll I'll look out for that pretty much. Yeah, like I said, Allie doesn't really talk. Every you know, Allie doesn't say anything like that. But that's good. You know, um, she's older too. You can talk to her. You know, you Mm -hmm. can have an honest conversation with her. Oh yeah, she's super super smart for her age. Very helpful because that's the hard thing when they're like two. You can't. You can't yes. tell them, hey, I just want you to know. I, I know what's being said about me, but I love you more than anything in this world. I just can't be there every day. Yeah. You can't have you that can't, conversation. Yeah. But, and especially, you do, at what age do you tell them, 
hey, I had to do this. I'm. I was telling. I was talking to my wife about this. There's gonna come a time when uh, you have to when, tell the truth. Yep. When Allie's gonna ask me, uh, Allie's gonna ask me, why aren't you and Mama together? Yeah. Or when Jackson asked Nikki, why aren't you and Dad together? Yep. Like, and you can't. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm tell you what. I'm just gonna be honest with them. I'm gonna be honest yeah. to to where I I don't badmouth because I'm gonna tell you this. My ex is a good mom. She's a great mom. Uh, Allie doesn't want for anything. She's but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk bad, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be all peaches and cream. Yeah. Which is I think a lot of the th- oh you know it just didn't work out. I think at some point you have to have a conversation with your kids and go look this is why it didn't work out. Yep. At the time you have to take full responsibility for the part you played, and then you can tell your perspective mm-hmm. on the other person. But then your child has the same right to know from the other way. Yep. And then they can put it they, all together. Yeah, they form the, yeah. you know. And so, that's how it should always be. It has not happened yet, so hopefully. No, and I, you know, I don't think mine will ever happen. In that in that regard, I don't think we're ever going to come to that place of maturity. But it would be nice. I think Taya will just get old enough to see what's going on. Oh, yeah. Kids are smart. Uh, we told the dream. Life is not a movie, but it can be. Act accordingly. A director writes every character's next move. So I don't know if you were like this at all when i was a kid i would do things because i thought like that's what they do in the movies they do that in the movie so i should be able to do that i should like in bad instances you see people going out partying drinking doing all this and then waking up hungover as hell to their best friend working with them in an office yeah and that's that's their life you know they're Mm -hmm. just wild crazy kids and i'm like well they can do that i should be able to do that yeah but what I so I acted accordingly. I was like, "This is what the cool people in the movies do." Yes. that's only one example. But then I realized that's a character that's being written. Yes, they're writing him to survive the next day. They're yes. not writing him to continue this for eight years and then almost kill himself. They're writing a character for you to be entertained. It's not a way to base your life off of. So I looked and I was trying to find like what other areas of my life do I do that in? I know I do it in style. Yeah. I know how I dress, you know. Nikki calls me a follower. I, I get called a she follower says, a lot, she too. Says, she says I follow, like, if, uh, I think she actually called me a follower when I started doing a podcast, because she's like, oh, you're trying to be like Cam now, and I'm like. No, it's just something that people do. What's the difference between a follower and versus just being influenced by somebody? Yeah, and, there's nothing wrong with being influenced by anybody. So, um, yeah, I've had to struggle with that, but like you said, though, um, there's been, pl- like, Style, dressing, Styles, yes. foods um, we eat, the yep. diets we go on, the workout regimens we take on. So, I've got this weird, it's not really about movies, it's more like if you put me in, like I, I realized this when I went to, like visited family in Florida for like a week, and I've noticed that I do this if I hang out with certain people for more than like a few days. It's like I kind of adapt, and I pick up their, their personality. Yeah. So, I was down in Florida... First two days, I was me. I was wearing my, my Bass Pro Shop shirt and my, my shorts. By like the third or fourth day, I bu- busted out some collared shirts and some boat shoes. Just because you, you can appreciate the um, culture. Yep, and uh, I was in the Miami culture. Yeah. The, the yachtsman culture. I don't think there's know? anything and, wrong with uh, that at all. That was pretty cool. Um, so you yeah, and I are very see, similar like and that. And you see it in the movies, too, though. Yeah. Uh I've picked up, you know, attitudes and stuff like that, you know, especially. I have uh, a real hard time with comedians. When I hear yeah. a comedian and he talks like the way that Bill Burr talks, I find myself doing it when gotcha. yeah. because I love it so much. I think it's so funny. 
that I want it to be funny when I say it outside, but it doesn't come off the same because I'm not him. It's yeah. not it's not original. But I realize it's like wow, we we allow ourselves to be influenced by such silly things, either by someone who's being true to them gen- their genuine self, which would cause you to not be. So you're acting like them. Yeah, okay. You're acting like someone who's already existing, so you can't do that. And then on top of it, you find that's not even what you really care about. It's just something you enjoy. Yep. And and also, it can't be sustainable for you. So like in the instance that I was saying before, you can watch Superbad where they're going out getting jacked up and drunk and all this stuff. But Seth Rogen, or not Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill's character was written in that movie to survive. Not become yes. a raging alcoholic by yep. 25 and ruin his entire life. He has an ending to yes. his script okay. where if you don't want to have an ending to your script, you can't no, live like that. No, because you're, yeah, um, you're, you know. Uh, you can't be those people. I asked Nikki a deep question the other day, but it got into the, it got in. I'm not going to get into it, but it got into, though, uh, having free will. Yeah. Um, and like, so you kind of write your own, um, kind of write your own story, per se, but. What kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be a person that? Do you want to be a person that, like you said, just kind of follows the vibe? You know, you're following the crowd, or do you want to write your own story? But I was arguing with Nikki though that on a planet with like over six billion people, it's hard to be unique anymore because it feels like somebody's already done it, or somebody's already that quote unquote character. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And especially with social media, you know, I can I can name five people off the top of my list or off the top of my head, that are in the same category as me as far as hunting and fishing or dog training, and they act, everybody kind of acts the same. Yeah, well, it's an industry. You do fall into an industry, and I think that's always been my problem, is I don't hold myself to one industry. I don't want to because I I have so many different things that I love. I don't want to just be the 2A guy with the big, long beard, and that's cool. I enjoy that part of myself. But come July, the beard gets hot, mm-hmm. and I don't have the money to go shooting like that all the time. So, But I can always go to the gym. So then you shave the beard off, go to the gym, but now you tra- changed in- yep. industries. No, I didn't. I'm still just me. Still camp, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. If you fall out of the gun industry like I did, now I'm just the fitness guy. Yeah. So then when I find something like podcasting that I love, now I've already been the 2A guy and the fitness guy. Now I'm the podcast guy. People are like, he's all over the place. He doesn't know what he's doing. I think that's called evolving. Yes. I think oh, yeah, because totally. I still love to go out and shoot. Mm-hmm. I still go to the gym every day. But I don't almost every day. I haven't gone in the last two, but um, you guys didn't hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but people go, well, this guy's either a poser or he's a follower or whatever. It's like, I'm allowed to be influenced by things and evolve forward. Yeah. I don't need your permission for that. Exactly. Like, I'm a big time hunter, but like, duck season is only 60 days. The main season yeah, is only 60 days. Yeah, you got to have another part of your life. I got 300 days yeah. to do something else. And I mean, I want to go with you this year. Let's do it. Uh, we're a month away from like, our early season. Yeah. Will you go to Walmart and get that? Yeah. Before you do it, though, let me. I'll go with you because I'll try to sell you some stuff that you don't need. Okay. Um. I, I ser- I'm serious. I want to go this all year. Right, let's do it. But I got a shotgun. My my oh, father-in-law yeah. gave me a, one of his shotguns. Yeah. Just make sure you have steel shot. Oh, twenty gauge. It's per- that's fine. Okay. For ducks. Yeah, it's perfect. People in Arkansas hunt with twenty gauge. I'm about all to the kill time. the shit out of some. Ducks. <laughs> We'll get. We need to get that. Do a podcast. Oh yeah, we'll do a we'll do a video. Um, but the thing about it though is that uh, case in point, I have we're in Chattanooga and I picked up rock climbing. Like I liked rock climbing. So now I'm like into like bouldering and rock climbing and stuff like that. And Nick is like, "What are you going to get yourself into next?" And I'm like, "Well, 
wherever whatever, my heart takes yeah, me. Yeah, whatever, whatever I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so. That's the thing, dangerous thing, I think, too, with parents. Is they go, you're spending all this time watching rock climbing stuff. Your kids are right here. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Partially that's true. But at the same time, is it not an important lesson to show my kids, if you're interested in something, chase it. Yeah. Chase it hard. But that doesn't mean you have to not be present in your home. Oh, man. Nick and I fight constantly. I try to make my kids a part of it, obviously. It's ideal. But kids are, let's call it what it is, they can be annoying sometimes. If you're trying to really dig into something and you've got a kid that doesn't really understand but you want to spend time with them. Yes. I think that's where the conundrum of being a parent really comes in is you have to be able, as Jonathan, I've always said this, to have 30 minutes a day at least. If you don't have 30 minutes a day as a parent to do something for you, now you have to choose what that yeah. is. That could be podcasting today. That could be hunting today. Mm-hmm. But you get 30 minutes for you. You time. Yeah. yeah. And then Nikki gets the same. Yep. So that yeah, way. Yeah, I remember you've said this for a yeah. while now. Yeah. And it's it's the only way because then you're not going to try to do that out there. Yeah, that's true. Get what I'm saying? You're, yeah. you're allotting it some time. You're, you're controlling the aspects of your life that you can control. And then there becomes less tip in the family. Well, and you know, too, it it doesn't help. And I will preach this until it is, I'm blue in the face. Clarksville and Dover don't have anything. No, you guys don't have shit city. to do. Compared there's to other places, there. there's nothing to do. No. Um, Stare at a cow field is yep. about all you guys get. I, exactly. Allie has picked up rock climbing, so Allie likes it, so that's something I want to go to that place. That's mine. That's like kind of mine and her thing. Uh, I'll take Jackson with me. Eli's kind of doesn't have the intention span for it. Um, Jackson though likes to fish. He likes to. He's hunted a few times, so that's going to be kind of our thing. Allie has no desire to do anything like that. Eli, I'm still trying to find mine and he's Eli's niche. Uh, right now, it's watching videos. Um, just kind of Eli kind of is good at just he can he'll watch anything pretty much and get into. How do you? Anything. How would you say you interact with him um, when he's doing that? Do you get like super into the show, or do yeah, you just kind of yeah, watch it with him? So. Buddy, a big kick in the gut happened a couple, like last year, I think. There's a father and son duo on YouTube Kids, and the dad, it's pretty much a vlog, and the dad videotapes everything that they do. And Eli was watching that. He was watching his dad take him to the park. He was watching his dad um, playing uh, this, like, fort game with him or something like Fortnite. that. And I'm like, uh, like, they're building stuff together. I'm like, Dang, dude! Like Eli, it seemed it took me like Eli's wanting that. He's watching these other this other dad son do it. So that was a big wake up call for me. And how long ago was that? Last year, I'd say when I first noticed he started watching. Then do pretty like, is he a pretty well established like YouTuber? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he could like, probably afford to do that. Dude gets like, oh yeah, dude yeah. gets like million million views. You I'd know, like to see that. So, I'd like to check um, that. If out. I can find it, yeah. But I'm gonna end up like you, dude. I'll end up in tears. Just um, feeling like a shitty and, dad. <laughs> and the thing, the thing about it though is that I've started kind of doing that though with Eli, because um, Eli likes Eli's gotten to where he'll video himself, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm like, okay, he's right, watching. We can we can do this because yeah. he sees me and Nikki outside. Nikki's my videographer. She'll like video me running drills with Tug or something like that, and Eli's kind of picked that up. Especially uh, if we so. can get you a gimbal. You can attach the phone to the gimbal and just let Eli run just around because it. it'll keep it steady. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. But get, him yeah, into, um, get him into audio and visual. Yeah. And he that's likes a, it. That's a thing, too. You're um, going to need an engineer one day. And have you... Yeah, his name's Andrew Schrock. I've never heard of him. Yeah. 
Father Son Basketball Time, 16 million views. Schrock? Uh, Andrew S C H R O C. Is he a skateboarder? No. Oh, I'm on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, I'll find that later. Um, but anyway, dude, yeah, but it's 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 insane though. And uh, but um, getting back to it though, as far as kind of the the movie last bit of it, yeah, it's I don't know. That's a perfect fake. example. That guy can afford to do all that stuff. Yeah, you're you're a guy who still has to work for now until your a, podcast yeah, takes off. And that's you know that's I feel like you know sometimes I look back at. Uh, do you ever feel late coming to the, po- the podcast game? You see, like, Joe Rogan's been established for years now. I get curious about it, but I think that... So, I like to think that I'm pretty in tune with social media, for the most part. And if I'm just hearing about Joe Rogan's podcast, yes, he's the number one in the world most of the time. But that doesn't mean that I'm coming late. I think that just shows his brilliance and the fact that he's been doing it gotcha. since 2008. I sometimes feel like I'm like, damn, I'm late to the game. No, you know? I think it's still so new. I think it's so new. But I think it, because of people like him, he'll be known as one of the patriarchs. What do you call it? Or, patriarchs of it? Yeah, yeah, pioneers of it to where when you think of podcasting, you'll think of Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. But that's just because he was one It's like the, the Michael Jordan. Of, he's the Michael Jordan kind of Yeah, of podcasts. Yeah. And that's most people would say, well, there's guys like Bill Maher and them. Yeah, and they're they're good too, but they're not. They didn't create an industry out of it like Joe Rogan did. Yeah, if I want So, like, if you've got about 29, 30 episodes, the Road to Redemption podcast up. This is number 30. Okay, so number 30. So, and I stay pretty in tune. Like, as soon as you release them, I probably listen to it within... Two hours of you putting it out, depending I on where appreciate I'm at. That. Yeah, but so let's say I'm at work one day though, and I'm bored. Yeah, I'm gonna scroll through the thousand episodes yeah. of Joe Rogan, you know. Yeah. Um, because he's just done it for so long. So he's, long, he's got such he's a got library. Billions of that. Like, I'm sure you could find like little sound clips. They do those. What is it? The best of the week. Yeah. Kind of deal. Um, I never watch those. I don't either. Because I, I watch the there. whole episode, so I don't. Yeah. I like the tunes when he does the tunes and stuff. I don't really. I don't really pay attention those to um, the MMA fights. I don't either because I no. don't really know crap about MMA. Nope. So and I don't have any interest in it. Um, but yeah, the, well, and I find too that with podcasts, I have different podcasts that I want to listen to at different times of my day. So Joe Rogan, I can listen to and from like work. I don't yeah. mind listening to him in the car because it's just like having somebody to talk to in the mm-hmm. car. But Bill Burr, I want to listen to his because his is more funny. I want to listen to his after I've smoked my CBD, about to get in the shower. I turn his podcast on while I'm in the shower because I can laugh and enjoy it and just relax. Gotcha, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's I think it's important. That's why it's going to be so big. I think it's still so new because all these different podcasts are opening up and you could really explore any industry anything you want through a podcast you just have yeah. to search search which road you want to go down yep and you can learn as i mean as much stuff as you want and i think the thing um that's going to be a big kind of player it seems like i could be wrong i could be like not even looking the right place i think i am but it seems like all these the hunt podcast on my end of it um their their production per se is maybe if it's if it's what I call on par is a week, one week. But there's some on there that haven't been updated in six months. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so did you try it? You didn't like it? Probably. Like, what happened here? Yeah. And I think that's, that's what I'm trying to set apart is just to be consistent, you know, two a week, you know, and uh, just keep on, you know, grinding it out. And hopefully, 
it catches, you know. And I love the two a week method. Um, only because or every three days, not even two a week. Just I do every three days because that gives it, people enough time to listen to it. Within three days, you know how many people are actually engaging with it. And then right about the time they've started to maybe put what you said in the last episode into practice and stuff like that, now there's a new one coming. Dude, I totally uh, I experimented with something that didn't catch. I don't know if you saw it. It was a Saturday morning podcast. Mm-hmm. Just raw, I no it. fancy music. I liked it. I got three, three listens on it. So you're one of them. I'm probably the other one. And maybe Nikki listened to it on the way. But I was like, dang, like I figured people would like the raw, unfiltered, just talking kind of deal. I liked it. Um, but there is some entertainment value to it. So there is a podcast called um, Podcast That Puts You to Sleep. And it's literally Ooh. this guy. He just talks. And it's wow. so mundane. And it's so... Nicole hated it. Hated it. Because he has zero point. He's not telling a story. He's just talking about anything. And he'll nice. go any direction with it. Nicole's like, I couldn't stand it. It drove me up the wall. But that's what this guy does. Is He's just a sound in the background. That's funny. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. smart. It's really, really smart. But you see that there's a market. So there's people like me. I would dig the shit out of it, but Nicole well, hated it. I li- talking about movies though, real quick. I watched the same funny little aspect of me. I watch the same movie every night to put me to sleep. Which one? Shutter Island. That's a weird one. It is. Yeah, might be why you're not sleeping. Very yeah, <laughs> but I uh, I rotate between Shutter Island and uh, Inception. I've got movies that I do that with, and one of them used to be um, Bruce Almighty. I would listen. Oh, okay. I would have Bruce if I was home. I would have Bruce Almighty on. Now I'm really anything in that genre. So as long if it's a stand up comedy, I'll turn the same one on a thousand times. Gotcha. If it's got like the Forty Year Old Virgin, Saving Sarah Marshall movies like that that I've seen upteenth million times, I'll just have them on. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh it seems like that's the well that's kind of where I stay at like in the Netflix category because you watched. Yeah, for your version, here's like you're listening. Every to other kind of one. the same way, yeah. Mine is all stand up comedies and like forgetting Sarah Marshall, forty year old virgin stuff like that. But then I'll have some weird ones, you know. I go down the documentary hole sometimes, and most of it's about like marijuana and stuff like that. But you know what gets me is I'll be at work and I'll like I'll uh, be like on break or something like that. And what gets me is the videos on YouTube that uh, top t- like case in point top ten photos that can't be explained. So then you watch this, it's got creepy music in the background, you let it, and then right below it is top 10 places in the world you can't visit. So then you watch that. And then, like, I go into a a dark hole when it comes to those. Like, I've learned more about, I didn't even know what the dark web was. Yeah, it's, it gets pretty dark. A, until I watch an episode of it, and I'm like, what the shit is yeah. the dark web? And then there's the deep web, and I'm Sketchy. like, what? There's a so, line. At some point, you're going to want to be careful. Is the hell? It is insane how YouTube has took me down a rabbit hole of weird pictures and photographs. And But I think that goes back to your point where um, you were saying you didn't feel like people received that episode very well. I would say that if most of the time when you're coming for to a podcast, you're ready to settle in. But you need to be sold on what you're settling into. Gotcha. So when you have the music, people know what song I'm going to play in the beginning. But now they can expect it. They can almost start singing along to it. They know I'm, when I'm going to cut it off. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the interview and they follow along as we take the ride that we have. But in one where it's just raw, unedited, 
the reason I made the connection with the guy that put it to sleep, that's his purpose. Gotcha. So people okay. come to him for that. So if you're going to have a Saturday morning raw, unedited podcast, just keep doing it. Gotcha. Just do it every Saturday. It may not be your biggest hitter, but a but year so. from now, if they know they can come to you two other times in the week and have a great podcast that they love, and then maybe they just come to expect that there's no a lot of flash or entertainment mm-hmm. value, but they still dig yeah, the I, message, it, it's important. That, I think. So, I don't know, the, the thing was, was I don't know about you, but we've only done it once today. Um, but on my podcast, I have to, even though it's 15 minutes, I have... I record like three or four times because I'll screw up something and I'll, I'll bet, man, I've, I've said um too many times or I've done this too many times. And that Saturday episode was like, all right, one time, doing it one time, let's do it. And I hit record. I think that's just the age of a podcaster because I used to do that a lot. If I would find myself going um or if you could hear me smacking my lips through the, through the mic or something like that, I, I was like, oh, I don't like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and cut that out. Now, dude, you just talk. Like, if we have to get up here, like we have, I think we've gotten up, what, three times Mm -hmm. during this podcast? If you have to get up, you just break, remember what you were saying, do what you got to do, and come back. I had a podcast episode where I said, et cetera, probably a hundred (laughs) times. And Nikki's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea. But it's because, I honestly think it's when you put simple people in front of a microphone like we are, I don't, I think that we have a very, I think people love what we're doing and talking. But we're not as scholastic. So if you ask me to do so many things at one time, which I'm trying to go really deep in here, I'm not going to be able to always yeah. get it out the best. And that's kind of why I like, I kind of like, uh, again, it's kind of why Joe Rogan's a good guy because he uh, he brings on these like super smart people. Yeah. Psychiatrists, sleep disorder specialists, people that are in the entry and they can go, they're Anywhere. naturally, his guests are naturally can go that they're ready for it. that yeah. and that's i was just i don't know if you listened to the last episode with my pops and i um i had him i put a leaked from 29 yeah so i looked it up on itunes and it, i may have just not updated my itunes 28 was the only episode i could see yeah 29's up there now but uh it's it was me and my dad talking and he was saying that exact same thing he was like you would think that joe rogan is just as smart as those guys are because in a way that he is because he's willing to go so deep that he makes them go there Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't go on his show which is what i want for this i want to talk to everybody and everybody but it's because so they would know coming on that that's what i'm gonna do and that's kind of yeah it's the same way like i've got a list of people as soon as my computer can get fixed i've got a list of people that i want to uh, there's like a vet on there a veterinarian on there that's uh you know pretty well established in the community and then there's some like industry people I want to get onto that aren't like they're not like the top, but they're in that middle tier industry that yeah. people still know about them. And I want to bring them on, kind of get some. Well, that's the thing. You want to talk to the people that you look up to. Yeah. Which is the hardest thing when you're up and coming is I want to sit down with Joe Rogan. I want to sit down with Bill Burr. But the reason that it would never happen to this point is if I text, I tag Joe Rogan in almost every podcast yeah. I put up. And it's because I just want him to listen to it, see the value of it, and see. And then I want to do the same thing to him that he does to his guests. Yeah. I just want to put you on and do. Let's just talk. I don't yeah, want anything from you. Love I'm that. not trying to. Yes, obviously that episode would probably go massively huge, but that's because of him. And, and I, I just want people to get more from him and Bill Burr, but they would see it as this dude's just trying to. 
boost up his podcast yeah. by having me on, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. And, you know, that's a part of the thing. And I'm not speaking for them. I, I have no idea. They both may be willing. But it's just one of those times where you feel so inadequate that you yeah, don't even you don't even like put that. it out to try. And I think I've done that. I've asked both of them, you know, through Twitter, the only way I can get a hold of them, and they don't respond back. And you immediately go, oh, it's because I'm not worth their fucking time. When really... They've got a million tweets coming in. Yeah. They probably didn't even see it. They probably didn't see it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I did that with uh, with uh, this waterfowl company. Uh, it's actually a conservation company. I asked them about doing a podcast. Like, I didn't want any money for it. I just wanted to be associated with that company, and I'll do your podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, we had talked about didn't that. Didn't even get an email back. I probably emailed the wrong it person, hurts. to be honest with you. I feel like the 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 optimistic person is saying I emailed the wrong person. But the negative, for the realistic and kind of the pessimistic so person is like, care. well, they could have just forwarded that to the right person. Or yeah. they could have at least said, I'm not the person, email this person. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's a lot of that in the in the industry. And with that, I'll, I'll make one of the announcements that I was going to make. So we we officially started working with Guyeki and the Yerba Mate, which is awesome. We've Congratulations been, on that. Thank you so much. As people We're can't enjoying see, Yerba Mate right yeah, now. People can't see my desk, but it's not because I just wanted a sponsorship. I'm not getting paid from them or anything like that, but I've constantly told how much I use it, how it interacts to my life, and how much I believe in it and how much I love it. I reached out to them with no expectation. I said, hey, I run this podcast. I talk about you guys all the time. I would just like to see if there's anything official we could do. They go, yeah, we'll, we'll float you some, some teas and we'll get you a shirt out in the mail. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you, I kind of get, feel like something's wrong. This isn't a jab. This is just what no. I've come to expect. I kind of feel like something's wrong if I don't see anything from Guyaki on your yeah. Instagram stories. And I think that they noticed that. they Now, I'm not so arrogant to think that they've seen everything i've sent them but on instagram it shows you it just says mentioned in your story yeah so if the only time they got on to review me and they clicked that and they saw that i was already talking about them before i asked anything of them yeah okay i think most companies can get behind that it's when people just come for free shit that companies are like ah get the fuck out of here it's kind of like that and so people will and here's kind of what i've kind of first off it's a good drink amazing i love it uh you've got me hooked on them i bought i called you that one time in kroger i'm like dude i'm in kroger where the heck are these yeah. drinks you know uh i turned a lot of people on and i think they may have even ran like the zip code of clarksville and seen that their sales have picked up yeah. here because a lot of people around here well, i'm, I'm sure i'm one of them uh but that's the thing is and good on you though for not being like a a total i guess i don't want to say douche but a total like common person and not messaging monster you're like, dude, sponsor me, monster me. Yeah. That's how it is in the hunt community. People will tag Yeti in everything. Yeah, because they, they just want their attention. Do. They want their attention. But Yeti knows that. But what the thing is, though, is what people don't do is that, yeah, Yeti makes a good cooler. I've got a Yeti cooler, but I'm going to tell you this. There's a lot of other companies out there, too, that are in the same... Up and coming. Up and coming, that you should probably be checking out their products. And I think the big thing what people don't do is they'll message these companies. Like, hey, like case in point, they'll message these cooler companies... I've seen it firsthand, and it didn't go good, I don't think. I don't even know where this person is on Instagram anymore. But they message these cooler companies, and they say, hey, we're looking for a cooler sponsor for the upcoming season. But they didn't. They haven't bought any of their yeah, products. Never, yeah. So they're gonna. They're, so what I feel like is they say, okay, hey, my name is Jonathan Crockerell. I'm wanting to 
I'm wanting to do something with you. Let's say, we'll say Arctic Coolers, RTIC Coolers. I want to do something with you guys. Let me know. I think what they do is they say, hmm, they check out the Instagram or whatever. Okay. Hmm, let's look in our order system. You post here. about them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Or let's look in our, oh, dude, you don't even have anything. You don't even have one of our products. Like, how yeah. do you know our product, products? The and best? they do that. And I a think company is not just going to feed things out without doing the research of if their investment's going to be worth exactly. it. Exactly. So that's what I think maybe has happened there. Like you said, they open up their inbox. You've mentioned Gieki. But there's also. Times, yeah, maybe. and there's also. There you is obviously believe in their product. Though. Yeah, and there is an aspect of it too where you can do that. People do it who. I, I have friends who do it and they tag like Under Armour in every one. And I'm like, you have to remember your audience here. Yes. You are not contributing anything to Under Armour. Mm-hmm. They're one of the biggest companies in the yep. world. So they don't need you. Now, Guyeki, Forrest Temco, they don't need me. No. But I use their products and they see that I have some sort of audience. So they go, okay, that's 50 more people at minimum that could hear, hear about my brand. So that's what I did with Forrest Timco. I said, hey, look, I believe in what you're doing. What do you want to do together? And they, you know, luckily became one of the sponsors of this show. And But it's just because it's just, you're not trying to take advantage of anyone. Exactly. Yeah. That's the biggest problem in ambassadorships and stuff like that. You have too many of them. There's way too many of them. But at the same time, somebody's always trying to dig at somebody. It's either... The influencer thinks that they're bigger than they are and deserve more than what they're getting. Or if you have an influencer that has a solid fan base and like somebody like me, I don't want money from these people. I use your products already. You, if you choose to float me a week full of stuff, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm cool no. with that. And I talked to you about this on the last time I was on the podcast. I was telling Nick, I don't want money no. from people. I don't want that. No. Throw me a discount code. That's it. And I'll, and I'll, uh, and I'll you know, if like you said, if it's something I already use... But what, what I had to ask myself is, okay, what if they said no, would you still use that product? And I would always answer yes. Yes. I would never work. So when I worked with bodybuilding.com, the reason I cut it off is because it started to turn into one of those things of, well, I, I never made money from it, but it was, hey, tell people to buy this BCAA. It's like, yeah, but I don't want, I don't use that. Why I can't speak to it. <coughs> mm-hmm. So I would try it and I didn't like it. But to win this contest, I would have to promote this. And I'm like, man, I'm being fake as shit. I tag. I'm being real fake. But that, if I would have attached myself to that brand, that could have blown up massively yeah. for me. I tag Mossy Oak, I think, in every podcast. Not podcast, in every picture I post. I hashtag yeah. it. Uh, as long as you're wearing Mossy yeah. Oak, that's fine. And so uh, you got to ask yourself, though, um, this is all hypothetical. That they're, they're, the two competitors would be Mossy Oak and Realtree. Yeah. What if Realtree came with you and said, hey, you're doing good. Yeah. Screw Mossy Oak. Start tagging Realtree. Never. And we're going to, and you know. And you Never. Gotta, so, and that's the thing. They don't need, they don't need somebody like me that's only got two, 1,800 followers on Instagram. The only time I see that as being acceptable is if you're working with a company that you believe in mm-hmm. um, and you know that you're providing more value than what you're receiving. So say you made a, a decision that the agreement you signed is they'll float you a jacket this year, but you have to talk about Mossy Oak in every picture of all the hunts, right? Mm-hmm. Six months later, Mossy Oak didn't really deliver. They sent you like something small, like a pair of gloves and a hat. Okay, cool. But they didn't deliver on what they're saying. You still tag them all the time. Realtree goes, hey, I see what's going on here. Dude, I'll outfit you. 
one outfit every season, tag real tree. You're like, okay. Yeah. Because it's same industry, you're still going to use it, but at the same time, if you're because brand ambassadors are such a big thing now, companies are now taking advantage of the influencers going, I'm going to make you put a discount code on your description. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you tag me three times a week. And then I'm and going to say that this is the only one you're ever allowed to talk about. Yes. And I'm also not going to pay you because we're a small company. We can't afford that yet. But this person who has 12,000 followers is giving them so much exposure that they would have to pay for anywhere else. I can see that. They're now just giving you a discount code and you have to, what is it? You have to earn like a thing of, I don't even know what product we're talking about anymore, but sure. Yeah. But you, you get 20% off, but you have to earn your own hunting jacket. It's like, okay, that works for the dude with 200 followers. Because he's not helping you at all. No. But exactly. if now you're an up and coming outfitter and yep. you have almost 2,000, that's a different story. Yep. Not to mention, where Instagram may not be your biggest platform, but say your podcast is blowing up, that's value. Yeah. And it and all needs to be evaluated. I mean, it's hard. Anyway, like me and you've talked about this. Keeping before. egos in check is the hardest. Keeping egos in check and then just trying to muck through, Lord, hashtag coffee yeah you know me and you yeah. me and you do the same coffee thing hashtag coffee good gosh almighty what's well, ridiculous and it you know uh, you also have to play to the space you're in yes. on instagram instagram is shooting itself in the face because it's making it harder to be successful on there because they want the money yep. i don't pay them the money anymore mm-hmm. because they're going to kill themselves it's showing the business ethics of the people at the top therefore i'm distancing you, myself from instagram how many times do you get a notification on your phone my Facebook is the worst, but it'll say posts like this are being boosted and reaching this many followers. Yeah, all the time. Give us a give all give two dollars and we'll boost it to this much. And, and they don't. Like, or if uh, they do, for if you give them ten bucks, the day that that ad stops running, your exposure drops to shit. Like they delete it almost. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, still there, but you're not. You got your time, and now your whole account is you're getting dropped to the oh, very you want bottom. Some more time? Yeah, give us a little bit more money. Exactly. And that's kind of the bullshit of Instagram, which is why I'm, I just I get over it because I'm trying to provide people value. Mm-hmm. Let the market decide whether it's valuable mm-hmm. or not. You don't get to own the exposure. I guess you can because I'm using your platform. You can do whatever the hell you want. But people are going to turn away from it if you hold that hostage. A lot of us startup guys, we don't have the money. No. And we don't have the to, – to provide entertainment value, you have to have nicer equipment. You can't become one of the big guys if every single dollar I have to contribute or invest has to go to just being seen. Exactly. I can't improve. And that's where a podcast is wide open because people are now listening to them going, hey, I need to buy ad space on this show. Okay, well, say this person gives me 250 bucks. It pays for the mic I just invested Mm -hmm. in. And it doesn't have to be these six, seven, eight-figure contract deals that everybody's glamorizing as brain ambassadors. And it seems like on the podcast episode or the podcast aspect of it, it seems like really all you got to do is just search Road to Redemption podcasts on iTunes. Versus you don't have, I don't think, which I'm not a, I'm Apple guy, but when you get on iTunes, does it? It doesn't on my Google Play. On your iTunes, does it throw up a bunch of just random ass podcasts? It does at the bottom. It does at the so bottom. So if you type okay. in Road to Redemption Podcast, it's going to put mine, obviously, 
but then it's going to show you similar ones. Gotcha, okay. But most of them, too, have either gotten the engagement, which if you listen to a podcast, you listen to it. If you subscribe to it, you get notified when I upload Mm -hmm. a new one. They do what Instagram did in the beginning, which was if I post it, you see it. Yes, because you're following and you're subscribed yeah. to post notifications. So now I'm not saying that iTunes, in a, six months from now, could not make their own algorithm that says, even if your people choose to listen to it, I'm only going to notify them one of every three things that you post. And especially if you talk about ads, now you're getting only one notification when you have 200,000 subscribers. I guess my kind of goal is... And it kills your own platform. I guess my kind of goal, too, is like, so for us... We set this is kind of random, but we set in we set we start hunting at like four, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it takes maybe thirty minutes to an hour to get everything set up, decoys, uh, the blind set up, stuff like that. But then you've got about an hour, hour thirty minutes. You're just sitting in the dark, not doing anything. So I'm kind of wanting, while these hunters are sitting in their duck blinds, to listen. To you. To listen. Okay, now it's shooting light. Let's turn it off and get to work. But we sit there for an hour, hour and a half. On our phones anyway. I'm already on my phone yeah. doing stuff, playing a game, or searching Instagram or Facebook. So now you know what time slot you're fitting into. Yeah. Now you just find out what would you want to hear yep. sitting out in the brush for an hour and a half in the dark. Yep. What and are you going to want to hear? And that's what where... I'd want to hear is hunting stories. Mm-hmm. I'd want to hear you tell about past hunts. Yep. Stuff like that's that. That's why I was going with that. My goal for all this. Again, I I like Instagram. I get to connect with a lot of people through it, but I feel like podcasting is where my niche really is. Um, My goal with it is for it to be so successful that we can do kind of an entourage thing. Have you ever seen the show Entourage? Do you know anything about it? So the guy becomes a movie star, and he takes all his friends with him to as his success is growing, and he gives them all different things. So like you could run your podcast. That's your career. Because, nice. yeah, see what I'm saying? And nice. like, and my buddies don't have to do bullshit jobs anymore because some of them, you know, one of them will have to be an agent at some point. Someone will have to be in charge of marketing the podcast. So oh, that nice. that way, all I have to do, come in and do the podcast. But I brought my buddies and the people I believe with, nice. with me. So then you don't have to work a nine to five as long as the podcast is marketed. Now let's make your podcast. Let's, nice. Yeah, I everybody. Like that. Yeah, I like that. That's the goal, and that's to do that with the companies that I truly believe in. Not who's going to pay me the most. Not who's going to benefit me. The, as long as my family is taken care of, and I don't have, which I do that with my nine to five. That's the nice thing is when you don't need anybody. Yeah. When you can I do can, it on your own. yeah, I can do what I enjoy. I can do it with the products that I enjoy doing it with, and if they choose to support it, great. If they don't. Cool. No still hard feelings. Your, yeah, still going to use your stuff. Yeah, so. that's I see that a lot too. Is that's why people call people brand whores. They'll go from Lululemon to Gymshark because Lululemon wasn't showing them any attention, but Gymshark will because it's the cool thing on Instagram. So now. Saw that the two A community with the, all the time. with the gum bunnies all the time. You know the first what is it? Um, what was the one? The Daniel Defense. Every gun bunny had a Daniel Defense until you couldn't get them, and then something else came up yep. in the industry, and now it's cool to have a an SBR. So now yep. that's the gun bunny. Look up if you have any time. If you're not in the two A community, look up gun bunny on Instagram, and you'll promise you hashtag gun bunny. Oh, tread bunny. carefully. Yeah, tread carefully. That's, but yeah, but that's your kind of your thing, like your brand whores per se. And that's not. I'm not trying to say that any kind of derogatory term as far as uh, women go, but 
you know, you've got these girls that will post half naked mm-hmm. just to get some attention. And they'll get 100,000 likes, yep. so why would a rifle company not float you a rifle? Exactly. To do it. Yeah. Because that's obviously what... And, obviously. and if they're good-looking rifles, if they're good-looking rifles, you better believe somebody's going to say, dang, what kind of gun is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, and the problem is... Mark 18. Okay, cool. We saw it at the NRA convention. We saw a ton of these gun bunny shooters there. How many people wanted to talk to them? Not many. Because yeah. you've got your clothes on. Yep. If you can live that way, and that's how you feel fulfilled is enough to take your clothes off on, on the internet to get people to buy these rifles, and then that company is willing to fly you out, but nobody gives a shit who you are. They just want to see that's your body. What, I was to say, that's when you need to know. That you're in the wrong industry. Yeah. Or, and But again, I'm not judging. If that's no. all you want in yeah. your life and you're happy with that, To and again, some of them make better money than I ever will. Yeah. Well, you know, I would just feel like there would be something missing. You know, and they kind of get a bad rap too because most of them some don't of them shoot girls anyway. can shoot. Yeah, most some of, of them, them don't, can. but some do. Yeah, there's a group that can shoot, and they'll outshoot me under the table any day. But remember Trinity? Mm-mm. She's not a gun bunny, but she's a 12 year old girl. Okay, yeah. Did she shoot for Glock or something like that? No, no. she's just a huge IG shooter, Tactical Trinity. Okay. Yeah, and her dad is Knockout Lights. I have to look them up. Yeah, she's a kid, but she was one that when she showed up to NRA convention, because she's 13 and fully dressed, but she could shoot her ass off. I'm like, that's respectable. Mm -hmm. But doing the splits in a thong while shooting uh, a fully auto SBR is stupid. Yeah. One, I know you got burnt. (laughs) I know a shell hit you. Well, and you know, too, (laughs) I just... But it'll draw people's attention. Yeah, it's marketing. At the end of the game, it's marketing, you know. Um, and, and I'm not going to go off I'm, on choose no. who you support and how they market or anything like that. But, Johnny Boy, tell the folks about Seabag Locker Coffee. Well, I had a, cup, had, a, had a cup of it this morning. I checked it out. had that and some French toast sticks. It's kind of you where know, I actually need to buy some more. I'm, I'm on my like, last little bit. But Seabag Locker, Seaside Coffee Company. Don and Penny, thank you guys so much for working with us. Thank yes. you for being patient with me. In particular, you know, I've, I've kind of slacked this last week. And I... I've got to stay more more focused on, you know, just actual... Like, I'll take, like, a hiatus of where I'm just, like, too busy. I don't feel like... I'm well, bad plus, about it on Instagram. Plus the, inter- plus the internet in our house sucks now for some reason. But Seabag Locker, Seaside Coffee Company, they have got... A lot of people don't even look at it, too, but check out their... They've got gear now, too. They've got, like, yeah. mugs, tumblers, stuff like that, that a lot of people don't even really think. They've got one thing that I really want. It's a, it's a container for your... Uh, it's for your whole beans. Yeah. So for one, fresh. I had no idea about whole beans until I started talking with Cam. Cam does whole beans, but apparently it's like this contraption that it sucks like all the air out of the out of the container that Don was showing the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, it's supposed to keep your beans fresh. So if you're into whole bean coffee like that, check out Seabag Walker Seaside Coffee Company. They got a, their coffee's great, but a lot of people don't know about their their gear that they offer too. So check them out as well too. Yes, and then we got uh, Forrest Timco, who Johnny Boy and I have been enjoying the pens. My pen died about halfway through the episode. Johnny Boy's using his now. Um, I'm doing a giveaway for that today. I'll be doing a Forrest Timco giveaway on the Instagram page at 5 o'clock. It's 1.37 p.m. here. So hopefully, as you guys are listening to this, the the giveaway should be live. You have to be following myself. Cam Williamson official on Instagram. You have to be following Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy, what's Oh, there? man, thanks. Yeah. Uh, BC Retrievers. BC Retrievers. So 
be following BC Retrievers, Forrest Timco, and myself. Um, like the picture, and then we'll do comment uh, why you find CBD beneficial, and that will get you entered into the giveaway that I'll hopefully be sending out next week. There's going to be a ton of good CBD stuff. If you just can't wait, in the meantime, go check out uh, Forrest Timco on Instagram. And they're still doing the... Free sample. The free sample. Yep. Yep. You can grab a free sample there before you buy anything, but if you just uh, see the benefit and want to commit, you can use code CAM10. Go check out Ambition Threads Co. Um, Tyler's killing it as always. The new line's amazing. Uh, can't can't say better things about Tyler and how proud I am of him, so go show him some love, even if it's just giving him a follow. And we got Strike Force Energy. You guys know what that is. You kicking the cans over. Uh, get rid of the monsters and stuff like that. And that's that's a good all-day drinker. Uh, it's the same as the Yerba Mates. If, I'm, if I know that I've had too many Yerba Mates, like right now I've got three sitting next to me, um, that and the third one's almost gone, but it's 120 milligrams of natural caffeine in it. So it will give you a little pick-me-up. I don't know if you feel one. Um, but say I've had maybe too many of those, like three, for the rest of the day I'll probably drink Strike Force because yeah, it's had... only got 80 I've had uh, coffee this morning. I've had half of a monster, and then I showed it to Cam's, and Cam's like, "Get yeah, your gotta dog. get you." If you come into the studio, you can. Ex- I don't know what I'm. Mate. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do if oh, I, I ever have a car guest. Too. Oh, okay. Got something for you, um, Sour Patch Kids. Hell yeah, that's the best. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do if anybody rolls up in the studio and like drinks a yerba mate and they don't like it. Yeah. Because I'll be like, "Well, you're not drinking anything else in this studio." It's not true. It's going to be parched. It's not true. All right, guys. We're going to roll out of here. I'm going to get you a new song of the week. Hopefully, my iTunes updated. So, I just bought a bunch of music so I can use it. Uh, I don't feel right about using the music in the podcast unless I've bought it and contributed to the artist. There you go. I need to be better about saying what the song is and who does it just because I don't want this podcast to ever get so big and then someone thinks that i'm trying to copyright if i'm using their song it's just because i idolize them that's why you see so much machine gun kelly um if i'm using the song it means something to me as a person and i find motivation from it so i definitely don't own any of the songs if if for some reason yeah well i'm saying yeah it's copyright i don't own any of the rights to it but at the same time if you guys ever for some reason hear that i'm releasing an original song one pray for me And two, uh, I will tell you that I own the copyrights to the song. With that, I'm going to let you guys uh, get up out of here with the song of the week. Johnny Boy, let them know where they can find you one more time. Thanks. Thanks again for having me, Cameron. Uh, My page is BC Retrievers. Uh, Real quick, though, look, if you're on my page, you're about to follow my page, you're about to see some good media, I hope. Uh, My my partner in crime, Cameron, Cameron, uh, Court, Court, sorry, dang, Court, uh, he's my co-partner in all this. He is in Canada with his dad right now. They are on a like expedition kind of deal. Excursion. They're, they're on an excursion, and my sister, she's like, if I have to get a hold of them, I can't. They're like out in the boonies. They get mm. checked on once every five days, or once every uh, two days, and they're going to be gone for five days. So uh, he's supposed to be getting me some good media content of of Canada. So oh boy. The, the, and uh, I think it's like Lake Michigan, something like that up there too. They're gonna do some stuff. So. And for those of you guys that don't know, Court and Johnny Boy, they're a team. They, yeah. they make up BC Retrievers. So that's he's waiting for some of his team to get back from a, a real natural hunt and get some good content back to him. Guys, go check out Johnny Boy's uh, podcast as well, BC Retrievers. We out.
Something else Not listening when you say 